Hi, this is Rachel. Hey, this is Spencer. And this is Neon Boots, the 90s country music podcast. And oh my God, guess who's here with us today? Who? I don't know. She's not sitting right across from me, so I can't tell. It's Kate, finally. Hello. Kate's last name being... Rudy. Yes. We've talked about her a time or two, as Kate just called me out on... That's what I've heard. Yep. I really hope that all the people randomly listening to this not in North Carolina are real confused about who you are. Mm-hmm. And just like, why are they talking about her so much? I'm a renowned finger painter. <laughs> <laughs> which, is great, which is great for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of finger painting inspired by nice country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Kate is a Raleigh singer-songwriter who also plays in Hard Tuck, which we love and talk about often as well. So glad we finally made this happen, despite Libby's doubts that it would happen in 2020. And she we're said, actually recording this in 2019. Yeah. She said 2023. Yeah. I listened to it today. Yeah. That means you have to so come, come back in 2023. Because we're <laughs> definitely still going to be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. In three yeah, years. We'll have our, yeah, we'll have our shit even and more together. Age, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> well, so, Kate. Yes. I'll ask you like we ask everybody. Yes. Tell me about your thoughts and feelings about 90s country my thoughts and feelings about 90s country well i definitely when doing the research for my song for this one realize a lot of my songs like favorite country songs are from the 2000s mm-hmm. but they're just bordering that the artists are just they're you know keith urban he does have 90s stuff right brad pays like but a lot of it is like in between mm-hmm. um I think pretty much, I mean, I listened to 94-7 growing up, probably more than anything else. Also kind of a blend of Christian country. Not mm-hmm. going to lie, I listen to a lot of that. We, t- we <laughs> talk about the Dove Awards on here. Oh, good. Really often. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> the best awards. <laughs> the best awards are the Dove The only awards. ones worth winning in my book. <laughs> the Devil Awards or the Devil Awards? Dove Awards. Dove. Did you say Devil what Awards? What are the Dove Awards? It's like the Christian, this, like, Christian, the in Christian the music Grammys. industry. I thought you were talking about devil words, like, from the Bible or something. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. I, don't, I don't know those deep Bible cuts. I've never heard of the devil words. No, I just well, look like I'm a fake country yeah, Christian music fan. Yeah, for real. But yeah, yep. this was, besides, like, Allison Krauss and Nickel Creek, probably this was, like, the genre that I spent the most mm-hmm. time in the car with. You mean yeah. country or, like, yeah, Christian? Yeah, country, country, like gotcha. the, the 94-7 <laughs> gotcha. love song. <laughs> forehead <laughs> against the window staring out <laughs> into the rain just definitely like your picks were all or mostly that vibe oh yeah has like, got that nothing but drama <laughs> it's like so, like emo country almost deep feelings just deep <laughs> deep love picturing your life mm-hmm. 20 years from now yeah i was about to say which you definitely could identify with yeah it sounds like this mm-hmm. as a elementary schooler yeah, least, as so. nine, as young as four. <laughs> really in touch with those feelings that was early on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was only like four or five when the turn of the 2000 came about. Do you want to mention your song? And if we should jump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my your song. Your choice. Yes. It's Your Love, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill recorded. Yep. I think both of yours are off the same. Tim McGraw album, I realized. Just to see you smile. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, which also a sappy-ass love song. So mm-hmm. what about Tim McGraw's late 90s stuff was doing it for you? I think it was a lot. I had a lot to do with, and something I found really romantic was his duets with Faith Hill mm-hmm. and their actual love for each other <laughs> was always something that now I cannot 
now that I know what kind of work goes into like a song or even a video, I can't imagine maintaining that kind of glow throughout all of that, but they did it. Right. But like, I think when I was a kid, I kind of really romanticized the idea of having somebody to sing with mm-hmm. and like to like look in their eyes and like be in love with. So they were doing it. And even though in this video, that, that did it. I don't me. think in the video they were ever like in the same scene. They probably right? didn't even film it together. You know, <laughs> they're very busy people. Yeah, well. <laughs> so I actually listened to this album all the way through today. And I think it's interesting because it's like half of those sappy, I love you songs and half of like, Oh my God, you're so sexy that (laughs) I'm having heart palpitations and I need to quit eating pimento cheese. Like, (laughs) so I mean, I think, I think it's wonderful. It's so comforting. And they have different songwriters. (laughs) Well, but I think I love that. I, I would like to picture that he has like these, his relationship with Faith is like that well-rounded that they can do the mushy stuff, but that they can also do like the steamy, sexy stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, those were duets. That this was, was no, these not duets. All, okay, I was like, he's doing the just minutes. songs that were on the album. Okay. They were all chosen before they had like children. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it could be some steamy stuff. I mean, that's how the children happen. That's how right? children happen. <laughs> I'm learning a lot on this podcast right now. <laughs> we'll take that tangent later. Just in case you did. I don't know. How long were they like in love before they recorded all these songs? I wonder. How, I don't know. I, I, I should have so that got up. married in '96, I think. And this was like '97. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was their first duet together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is like the "This Is It" kind of songs. <laughs> yeah, I listened to this a lot on the way over and I was thinking like the duets that do it for me more are not necessarily I mean that way um, are not necessarily like this style but the ones like um, the Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks like Stop Dragging My Heart Around stuff Mm -hmm. like that where it's like they're trading off verses almost and like they come together for like the big chorus Mm -hmm. and like I kept waiting for this because I I didn't really remember the song super well Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like maybe that happens I just don't remember and I was like nope she's just she's just like background harmony yeah yeah which is cool but I kind of wanted that to happen too Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. her to take a verse yeah but yeah I don't know if it would necessarily fit this actual song like the lyrics like their voices are the same volume I think in the choruses yeah yeah which is, yeah, but that she just never takes one by herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that's a cool trade-off when it mm-hmm. does. And, like, you've done a lot of duets or, like, background yeah, stuff on lovers, albums. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. of, of people of all types. <laughs> is it, like, do you like doing duets? Yeah, stuff? yeah, I love it. On my, my first record, definitely, I had... A lot of harmonies from other people. Like I had Libby and Emily and Andrew and Josh sing harmonies. That's a lot of lovers. A lot of lovers. Like <laughs> so I think four. Messy. Studio was probably real but we awkward. Didn't, we didn't do anything live, you know. So it, did, it didn't really feel like duets, or like it yeah. didn't really feel like. And um, you know, they had these. Andrew and Josh had these amazing harmonies that Andrew just completely squashed <laughs> in the mix. Like you could, you could still hear them, but he definitely like mixed them, and they weren't up to like the same level as my voice. Yeah, my voice yeah. was pretty loud. Yeah, but I think harmonies are some of the most magical moments on songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the yeah. harmony in this song because even as a non-musician and somebody that can't sing, I can hit those harmonies. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is easy harmonization. I sing this one with my coworker Tessa in the back at work all the time. Uh-huh. And we and she, you know, she's tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> but she can hit it. Actually, she's, a, she's pretty good at keeping a 
pitch. But yeah, we, we hit those harmonies. Sweet. It's on Wikipedia. It's on some like karaoke oh, yeah. game. Really? Country songs that I didn't uh, know existed. Karaoke Revolution Country is I, the name of the game. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's, I think we need to get uh, it. Do you have a PlayStation 2 or a GameCube? No, but I know where thrift stores are, so like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be arranged. I was trying to look to see what other duets they have to see if they have one that goes back and forth like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't know that they do. The Rest of Our Life and I Need You are the two that popped up. I think I need you. when this was happening was kind of like when I was starting to pay less attention to country and especially mm-hmm. like the pop country kind of stuff like this. So mm-hmm. I forgot a lot of the stuff. Or it didn't really make as much of an impact, I guess. Well, and this was definitely pop country because it, it hit top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. It was both of their first top 10 hit. Hit. Hits. <laughs> Hits. <laughs> I, I feel like you can tell in the video, too, because it's like a really like fancy... Like cathedral, yeah, like the, like the, where they're singing. It's, it's like, oh, this isn't. They're not singing like the country crowd. They're not trying to no, feel like this the, is the VH1 shit, not some CMT shit. Yeah, yeah. It made me think of that John Michael Montgomery video. Uh, I can love you like I that. I can love you like that. Because yeah. the same, like, very ornate, like, uh-huh. dramatic, just singing in an empty room mm-hmm. to cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. F- face fades, close ups, <laughs> <Yeah>. zooms. <laughs> The '90s '90s country music way. Yeah, I was definitely more definitely more of that pop country mm-hmm. era. Like I liked it. Yeah, like Rascal Flatts was probably my oh one of my first CDs. That's unfortunate. Twenty bucks. Cool. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> when music costs eighteen money. songs. <laughs> I know when music costs money. God, I don't know that I pay twenty dollars for a record. I've paid twenty dollars for a record, mm-hmm. not like a compact CD. Good. Yeah. Do we want to take a minute to listen to the song? Sure. Yes. Let's do it. It's a beautiful thing. Don't think I can keep it all in. I just gotta let you know what it is that won't let me go. It's your love. It just does something to me. It sends a shock right through me. I can't get enough. So instead of listening to the Faith and Tim version during the break, we actually listened to the cover by the girl group She Moves, which is an all-girl band that were former cheerleaders for... The New York Knicks dancers. Dancers. Yes. The New York Knicks. And... Um, One day they were just talking about music. <laughs> they had all you this can, footage lying around of them walking def- through the city. If you watch the music video, you can definitely tell that they are dancers and not singers. Or actors. Or actors. Yeah. Or singers. <laughs> or, <laughs> well, even like the dancing in the video, it doesn't match like, the video. It it's doesn't. Just, it's just and dancing. it's very much like they want to be the Spice Girls. It's too sexy. <laughs> it's like... It's not I, steamy enough. <laughs> I feel like, yes, it's not like sensual. It's it's more like just like shaking your ass, which this and I'm not is not saying an that because song. it's three women and not a man and a woman. I'm not. That's not why we're saying that. We're saying it because it's they just true. Look tacky. Yeah, they yeah. look tacky. Well, Tim McGraw was not shaking his ass 
no. in the music video for this. I was not even in it. I, I'm about to say y'all, y'all would notice. He was sitting down the whole time. Y'all are like pointing out which second is the most gratuitous shot of his butt in this whole video at which this one? one point. Yeah. So the video was film produced by... Wait, let's pause. We are talking about the Tim, Tim McGraw and the Fate Hill version of the video. Correct. Okay, continue. Thanks for reading my mind on that one. <laughs> so it was directed and produced by someone named Sherman Halsey, who did a ton of Tim McGraw's other videos. Is he related to, like, the Halsey? No, okay. but I think his dad really was mean. also, like, another music business person. Apparently, okay. this Halsey, like, discovered and managed Dwight Yoakam for a long time. Oh. And then, like, somehow switched over to doing, like, a ton of Tim McGraw videos. Cool. So, that was, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. And in the Wikipedia version of this, it was somehow how noticeably pregnant Faith Hill was in this, mm-hmm. but I... Maybe I just don't notice things that well. Slash, also, I was looking at stoplights and not you really. You shouldn't admit to driving and watching music. Videos. I, I don't drive at stoplights. I stop at stoplights, Rachel. <laughs> when it's red, you stop. And I don't know what else I should be doing there no, besides right. trying to trying inspect to, her yeah, pregnancy. But we uh, talked with Aaron Greenwald, one of mm-hmm. our episodes a long time ago, about this kiss and how she was pregnant with her second mm-hmm. child there and they kind of covered up the fact she was and didn't well, really include in the shots. Aaron even said that like her clothes weren't fitting anymore. Like the clothes that they had planned to put her in <laughs> right. no longer fit by the time they were shooting the video. Pregnancy's wild. It yeah. is. Yeah. Her body changes completely. But, yeah, I mean she was cool with in this video and then I guess I, I don't know. Maybe they just had a different vision for that one. I don't know. I, she didn't have like a big cherry that she was riding. Is this kiss this about video. forever? You know what I mean? You know, is it more like more about a moment? Uh, I can see yeah. it's forever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. If, I don't know if pregnancy is, is forever. actually forever. It the results feels that way. The results of pregnancy. <laughs> the results are forever. Um, I don't know. I'm not seeing Faith Hill looking pregnant. Where is she? I'm there busy. she is. Oh yeah, I know, she's wearing a like baby a doll. Thing. Sort of. Yeah, she's definitely pregnant in this, Spencer. I'm sorry, I'm, but you I know what? The don't... good news of that is that you're never gonna like be one of those assholes that asks a woman if she's pregnant or what oh, her no, due date is when she's not actually pregnant. I never, ever, ever, don't ever do ask that. anything about <laughs> pregnancy ever. I never bring that up. Good so, call. Yeah, that's that's a generally good good practice. Kate, I'm trying to lead you in here with the pregnancy with part of this video. With my story? <laughs> I, was gonna, <laughs> I was actually thinking of something in my head. I was like, what if I said something like, I'm not allowed to hang out with that baby. <laughs> um, the truth. If you said the truth is what you're saying. The, tr- the truth? Is that you're not allowed to hang out with that baby. Oh, so here's the story. In, I now have. in 2019, you're not. Well, that's, I think that's probably been lifted. I don't know. Maybe that's presumptuous. <laughs> well, I mean, like at the time. Like six years ago. At the time of it being a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a restriction in place. No, probably not. Um, yes, I have been <laughs> a fan a long-time listener of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, and for, yeah, for like a lot of my childhood. And I was living in Nashville for one summer between my sophomore and my junior year of college, and I was working at Ben and Jerry's scooping ice cream. Mm. And my um, random roommate just happened to be friends with that baby in there and Faith Hill's belly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Not that was the how... baby, but like the, the grown-up version of the baby. Yes, yes, yes. The That's what up. happens with babies. <laughs> yeah, they grow up and they become friends with, with other roommate. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I hope that she like had this video on her phone. It's like you see that belly. Like I know That's who me. was who was in there. Oh my god! That's my friend. Long story short, I realized that this was this would make me under twenty one, but I was I was drinking a little bit too much, and before that, got introduced to Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, which was very cool. And then by the end of the night, I was disallowed from hanging out with. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill's daughter. But could you still hang out with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill? Yeah, they're like, we can hang, but you can't hang out with our daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're already making questions. And this, decisions. this fact made me sick for like years. I was like, I cannot Aww. believe I was that Faith Hill and Tim McGraw told their daughter she couldn't hang out with me. But how do that they, was a bad influence. How do they expect you to have met them and not want to have some alcohol like loosen up a little bit because I'd be nervous about right. hanging out with Tim McGraw It actually Faith was Hill. my birthday and I was like, I'm not going to drink because I'm, I'm not going to. And then I just... That never works the way you expect Yeah, it I to. know. That's just the way of it, I guess. <laughs> but I know. I know. Cut well, me some slack. We yeah, should... I mean, maybe y'all could be friends again now that <laughs> a few years have passed. I'm sure everything's I'll, Everybody's fine. older I'll and more talk mature. to Tim. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get this Tim sorted out. We'll, we'll work on it. That's um, funny. It's just my little... So whenever you... True story. Whenever you <laughs> met them, were you like, I'm a big fan? Because I feel like I would do that. I did. I said, I love your music. Yeah. I think I said it to Faith Hill. I think Tim McGraw was kind of wearing a hat, and I was just like... <laughs> he was probably escape. wearing the hell out of that hat. He was wearing the kind hell out of that Kind of wearing that hat. Yeah. He's, He's kind of rocket. known for wearing the hell out of some hats. Yeah. It was a baseball cat. Oh. Mm, not a... Curveball. Now this mm-hmm. inside Nashville dirt right Jeez. now. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, and I, you and I met, you know, I think I said, I love your music. And I think she probably was just like, thank you. A little bit later, she was like, are you okay? <laughs> were you, were you drunk when you said you liked my music or was that an actual? No, I was, I was sober when I met them. God, this makes me sound so bad. It doesn't. Like, yeah. That, I was, you were silly I was teenager. a young, yeah, I was a. We've all done stupid shit like that. Never. Never. Never in my life. Whatever. I met yeah. Allison Krauss when I was living in Nashville. Oh, awesome. She came into Ben & Jerry's. Really? Yep. Do you know, I like... I ice cream, and then I cried, and my boss was like, Go, get in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like, the favorite Ben & Jerry's flavors of Nashville's elite? Just Allison Krauss. Which was? Two scoops of coffee with rainbow sprinkles. Wow. Mm-hmm. Rainbow... What? I mean, I'm not going to judge her. Like, I mean, obviously making better decisions than any of us. It's a thing, Spencer. Rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles on coffee. Don't you know anything? No, apparently not. No, I don't, I don't like coffee ice cream, so that would not have been my jam. But good for her. Speaking of not knowing anything, fun oh, fact mm-hmm. about the song. Mm-hmm. So apparently the songwriter, Stephanie Smith, who spells her name a very tricky way, uh, yeah. she also, this is not the fun fact, but she also co-wrote Sinwagon. Dixie mm-hmm. Chicks mm-hmm. and wrote songs for Kenny Chesney and Reba and Trish Yearwood and a bunch of other folks. But apparently she wrote this song in 30 minutes while watching David Letterman, which I don't understand this we- like sappy song while like, watching TV. Like if it was like watermelon crawl while he was doing like will it float with like random stuff like a watermelon mm-hmm. like okay maybe or like some sometimes like, it's the most mundane things it, that make you emotional like remember he would have like the person from like the hollering contest in Stevie's <laughs> corner on there like and that oh, yeah. could like inspire a song but like this well, maybe, this was not the song I expected to come with that maybe she was inspired by like a Hallmark commercial that was on. Before 
for. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think David Letterman inspired her. I just, I feel like that'd be distracting, but I don't know. Well, so it's interesting because we've had this, I feel like we've had this conversation. I know we had it with Phil Cook as well as with other people of like these songs that just like come out in like 10 minutes and they're Mm -hmm. like the best songs ever. And James Phillips talked about it and talks about how John Darnell said that, like, if it takes you longer than that, longer than a day to write a song, that it's not worth it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or that, that, like, that basically you're trying too hard and it's just not, because it doesn't have, like, that emotion, that kind of, like, gut or whatever. Yeah. So, I... And for this kind of song, too, mm -hmm. this sort of, like, steamy romance is everything love song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, nothing's really, like deep in this song it's yeah. such a simple song right. i was when i was reading the lyrics i was just noticing that it's just verse bridge chorus verse bridge yeah. chorus bridge chorus yeah mm-hmm. and it's the same like nothing really changes yeah. yeah have you had any of those songs that just like popped out in yes or whatever yes and i've also had ones that took me like two years <laughs> of just me putting it down and then coming back to it which ones do you like the best I think I like the ones that take a little bit more time mm-hmm. and a little bit more intentionality and sitting with it too. And mm-hmm. I like having parts of a song that are from how you were when you were in it mm-hmm. and like paying homage to that sort of self. Yeah. Because you have this like base of when you were in it and then being able to look back on it and even talk about it with even a clearer mind. Yeah. So you have both of those sides in there and it's still like one thing. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And John, didn't John talk about that a little bit with John Howie? Oh, he had some songs about a relationship yeah. from a while ago that he wrote at the time, and now he's kind of come back to them, or recently come back to them and revisited them, and it... Like, reworked on him? Reworked oh, on him, and cool. you just see it from a different light. Um, yeah. It seems to me, as someone who doesn't write or sing songs, that that would be easier to keep performing those songs than just, like, the raw in-the-moment songs that you write... And then, like, have to keep those are revisiting the- those, <laughs> like, shitty yeah. feelings. And it's like, oh, God, like, yeah. For sure. Well, and then yeah. what happens if that song is, Becomes like, a hit? Becomes a then hit. Then you're fucked. Like, That's what I'm saying. popular song. Also, I think that, like, one of my songs from my record, I Don't Think You're an Angel Anymore, that song, I wrote that song in, like, a day. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we also recorded it in a day. Like, it was the yeah. last song I wrote for the album, the first one we recorded. And it... Like, a lot of the lyrics I wrote for it were placeholders. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't... But they just stuck. Like, I just kept them. Yeah. But yeah. I've, most of the lyrics in that song, I was like, I'm going to come back and replace this. <laughs> I'm not actually going to say that. Yeah. And then I finished it, and I was like, whatever. Like, those <laughs> lyrics are fine. They Like, this doesn't... whole song doesn't have to be exactly what I'm trying to say. Right. It would never be anyway. So, that's sort of a thing where I'm not too, like, tied to the lyrics. But it's like, my most played song on Spotify. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so just don't put any effort into your future songs. Well, it's my favorite and, song on the record. I mean, it's my favorite sad. song on the record too. So thank that, you. I'm not, I'm, I know, yeah. but uh, that's a tough one. Now I answer the question differently. Which question? Do you like the songs that you spend more time? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess it depends. So I guess, you just lied. That's fine. I, know, I sorry. <laughs> I assume that that John's comment about like if you spend too much time has more to do with like getting it out and getting it down and having it in like the moment yeah as opposed to like working something to death to the point where it loses all of the power and what you were trying to say and overriding right overriding i definitely think there are 
songs that I've, you know, in the moment have written maybe one or two lines and those have been the most important lines mm-hmm. and I've held on to them for like years or like, you know, months, mm-hmm. depends. And then I've come back and just written the song around it. But like the song to its core are those two lyrics. Right. Those are the yeah. most important ones to me. Yeah. So those, those are the in the moment ones. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean the whole thing was like, just came all out. Right, right. I kind of built it around yeah. the in the moment. So where did you learn this from? Uh, some country music oh, news I, website. I can't like, remember what it that was. That sounds like something that would be in your chicken soup. It was not in the book. chicken soup book. Oh, that she wrote I, it. In I wish minutes. it was. But it did say the rest of this fun fact was that it was pitched to, quote, every, I think, female singer in Nashville, which I'm sure it wasn't. Everyone. And they all turned it down. And then the producer, Byron Gallimore, found it and took it to Tim and Faith. Mm. So Wow. Yeah. It's always interesting to me when you read about these songs that got passed over or passed around, like no one wanted to cut it. And then yeah. it becomes like a massive hit. Because like, but there's so much shit that gets put out that yeah. I'm like, okay, well then... Like even if it wasn't Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and like had that push, like it probably would have done okay. So has anybody come out and said like this was the song that I missed? Kind of the way that like when we talked about Strawberry, Strawberry Wine. Wine and folks coming out and saying like, yes, I was offered the song and I didn't take it and I regret it and now I'm gonna cover it whenever I tour. Yeah, has anybody done that with? The song that you could find? I don't know. Not that I know I of. Know. I mean, the tricky part, too, is it would probably... Well, I guess it doesn't have to be a duet. She Moves wasn't yeah. a duet. It was a trio. But, <laughs> you know, maybe doing well, it solo would be... Kind of, it could... But because, like, Fate's vocals on this are really just harmony, Tim probably could have had a session singer sing that. And it would not been as powerful because it's not his wife. But it still would have worked with just session singers doing the harmonies mm-hmm. yeah but then, yeah i mean i think you're right that like especially at the time it's like oh tim mcgraw's wife mm-hmm. is on this song it's the first thing he's put out since they got married what's it going to be like you know because there's not like that constant like social media updates on their life it's right. like okay what's next for tim mcgraw now that he's married yeah and you get this this was the stuff yeah, yeah. you get this, this video the and like oh, she's pregnant like i wonder if that was like oh. a big reveal <laughs> this, this was like, like yeah, like I wonder if that was like <laughs> speculation. It's like, is she pregnant? Or is she just gained weight? Does she eat oh. like that pimento cheese that he's talking about? You know, like, is, was that like the talk of wow. people that weren't on the internet at the time because it was barely a thing? I don't know. See, I wish that like things like that were archived on the internet so that we could answer those questions. I'm sure somebody who was like maybe not a child, a child, like, like in seventh grade, <laughs> like we were, could probably answer this question. Um, I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of detail to remember from that. But. Yeah, just so whenever we call Tim to tell him to let Gracie be friends with Kate again, we'll yeah, just we'll, ask him yeah. what was it like back Yeah, then. a lot of questions yeah. for oh, you. But those are the top two. Those are the top two, for sure. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Strawberry Wine, another Dina Carter song, Dash uh-huh. My Legs for This, was nominated with this for Best Country Song wow. at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And do you know what it lost to? What? Fucking butterfly kisses. Oh, yeah. I remember that whenever I was looking it up. It's, it's like so they up the cheese level even more to. That get... song is. Def- I mean, top 10 worst country songs ever. <laughs> Fucking butterfly kisses. <laughs> butterfly kisses is top 10. Worst, like, hit country songs? There's some real oh, bad, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, like, shitty, no, like. Worst one that was, like, top 10. All right. I have to think about that. That's a. 
That'd be a, a project for the question, new year. I asked this question on the Twitter, and actually Lydia responded and said that Tim McGraw, Indian Outlaw, was the worst. Well, Indian Outlaw is really bad. I mean, it is pretty bad, but for many reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Grammys were all kinds of fucked up that year because this also was nominated for Best Country Collaboration with Vocals, uh-huh. along with the Sting and Toby Keith version of I'm So Happy I Can't Stop Crying. Did that one win? No, neither of those won. Uh, it, was a, it was a Garth and Trisha song, In Another's Eyes. I don't remember that song at all either. I, can't I just assume it's that. like poppy as shit, and I could probably only stream on Amazon, so I'm not going to go through that Was trouble. that their like first duet that they did together? I don't know. Because they didn't get married till later. Right. I don't know. I don't know I these don't things. Remember. I don't know either. Well, anyway. We need this, to look at Wikipedia more. I know yeah, the rest well, of the We need to research <laughs> the backgrounds of like all these other things. Matter. All these random questions that we have. This is a Wikipedia fact I was surprised by. It was number one for six weeks, which was the longest any song had done that in the country chart since 1977. I saw that. What was the song in 77? It was. Bach, Texas. Back to the basics of love. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Whoa. And, Jennings. Yeah. And then. You already said their first top ten mm-hmm. of their careers. Mm-hmm. Their on, have, on like Billboard, right? Like right, country, the top, top yeah, 10, but Billboard, top, yeah, top forty. So yeah, I guess it's just I was tuned out to country and I was probably discovering alternative rock this at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So didn't realize it. And doesn't like listen back so to it. I was so into it, but not the awards. <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably watch none of this. Um, I think like listening back to this now. Like, it's, like, really dramatic, and, like, I can imagine fun to, like, sing to people or sing along to, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't think the song itself is, like, super memorable. And I, I, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I just, I just it, to Sorry. me, it just sounds like generic, like, dramatic pop song with a little bit of countryness. It gets and then, higher and louder with every line. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think I notice stuff like that as... I noticed when he does like the mm-hmm. enough thing that sounds like Garth when he just like lets it loose, mm-hmm. which I don't think Tim McGraw really did a that lot. Much, no. of, he was pretty reserved with his voice. Yeah, so that was different. But I don't know. I just have this like tag in my brain that's like late nineties, early two thousands dramatic pop ballads that may or not have yeah. a country singer involved. And yeah. this, this definitely fits in there. So I think if this song was was recorded <laughs> but I could by, sing along to 50. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. Like that, mm-hmm. that's, that's more memorable than this, I think. But I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have picked that out. I wouldn't have picked that out of the air. Oh, well. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I could yeah. sing along to it, but I wouldn't, I could. It just, it isn't in the back of your brain no. the way that this one is. I don't have anything archived. Yeah. <laughs> I think if somebody else recorded and performed this song, that I would agree with you that it's not that meaningful. But because it is Faith and Tim, and it's a married couple that's a duet, and both of them are just like, the fucking rock stars of the country world Beautiful. and they like yeah i want to look like them i want to yeah. be them and it was i want to be in that Kate's cathedral future friend yeah future her- ex-friend <laughs> and all of that so like i think all of that is what contributes to the memorable the memorableness <laughs> <laughs> of the song like maybe not necessarily the song itself. you turn in your last summer school like fuck this my brain yeah. is off no <laughs> I, I turned in grades on monday i don't know what any of the world is right now <laughs> yeah i mean i get why it was like a big deal like you said meaningful but like yeah i don't know it just i i don't think after 
we do this, I'm gonna be like having this in my head a lot, but that's probably the curse. That's gonna be See, like next week. No. I'm gonna drive it. So whenever and like, you texted the two songs, I was like, these songs are gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of forever because the these two songs are the ones that do that. And I was listening to this, and I was like, oh, I bet that like five million people played this song at their wedding. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, I'll play it for someone's wedding. Well, you said that you years. sang it to your friend for <laughs> yeah, their anniversary. For their anniversary, <laughs> Tessa again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I guess do, do you feel the same way? Like it's a classic. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a classic. There's nothing not true about love in there. Mm-hmm. So get with the program, Spencer. It's like okay, I'm sorry. clenched sort of like on your on your knees other. in yeah. the rain type of thing. But still not, like, desperate or sad. Yeah. Y'all don't have to prove this to me. Like, it's fine. We can we can disagree. Like, but y'all can have your moment. But, you can do this together when we're done. But you're wrong, it's not right. That's the problem. <laughs> are we going to fight? <laughs> so we had started that Kate and I were going to fight. Gonna fight. Yeah. But now I think we're going to fight you. It's because okay. I wanted to do... I'm talking to the microphone now. <laughs> you're, you're proving it's your point. It's because I wanted to do Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and I wouldn't let her... Because we've discussed as it's true many times. I'm, I'm a rule follower. I need to be put in my place. Well, so since you <laughs> since you brought it up, do you want to share why you wanted to talk about that song, even though it wasn't country? No, I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna give you the chance. Uh, I can't. Okay. Well, just everybody go at this point to in it. my life by Tracy Chapman. It's one of the best songs in in the whole world. <laughs> Okay. And I was I was curious because I'm always curious when people ask about songs, what made you or makes you consider that country? Well, I think I just loosely consider a lot of things country. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't really think my music would be called country, but I still like know where I came from and I think at some point it's just like a Americana songwriter right, right. country influenced thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that song is a story like her whole song like that mm. whole song is a story and i don't know i just i was come, open yeah. Jeez, i was Rachel. open for you to convince me that it was a country song uh, what was i doing the last what was i doing yesterday when you told me no <laughs> crying you I, was like, crying. I was busy i was like pouring beers or something getting ready to fight i was Rachel lifting a hundred cases of no. beers at slim's i was i was at the tyler children's show where i could barely move my elbows like <laughs> Get my phone out, and y'all are like, "Yeah, y'all are like, no." But then I was like, "I'm gonna let them (laughs) figure this out." out. Like, I don't have time or attention to devote to this. It just ended up in Jerry Springer and Snooki gifs, gifs, gifs. Oh yeah, because y'all were gonna fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we were gonna fight. Yeah, I'm the Jerry Springer. I have enough hoops for the two of us. (laughs) 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 Well, any other thoughts about it's your love? I'm trying to think if I do. I don't have any. I, I'm I, good. I, we can I, talk about I, I Tim had McGraw my a thoughts, bit. and I got shut down with my thoughts. Sorry. So, so controversial. We can we can talk about Tim McGraw a little bit because I went down a black hole, and I appreciate that his dad played baseball, which oh, this yeah. podcast is a part-time baseball fandom podcast <laughs> as well. And I saw a quote from his dad where he was interviewed about and asked about whether he liked. AstroTurf or real grass better, and he said that he didn't know because he'd never smoked AstroTurf before, and that that little quote made me giggle. So I wanted to share it. Yeah, this is the this, whole, this, this is, is the our second chance. time hearing this quote. So that's why I'm, that's I'm why they're not laughing out yeah. loud. Because I'm sure it's hilarious. I already told them once, and they got all the giggles out. <laughs> but, that's, but not because of anything 
I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't understand baseball. So I don't think I get the joke. <laughs> We don't. We don't need to go into that. Rachel was Rachel was just like ready. Like <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> I don't this, get like, it. Is it like a weed joke? I don't do it that. It is either. a weed joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Grass, weed, astroturf. Good job. <laughs> okay. So with that, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you have coming up, Kate? Sure. So I have a little bit of touring coming up, and also some new music. I'm putting out music for the first time in like two and a half years, December 31st, which is really fun. That's exciting. And it's, there's a drum machine on this song, so I'm Ooh. excited for that. Still a country song. You probably won't think so. <laughs> and then, where, uh, we think that Casey Musgrave's High Horse is a country song, yes, and that's yeah. straight disco. So. You're, you're not wrong. That's yeah. Honestly, that was one of the inspirations cool. in the recording process. I'm sure we'll love it then. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm playing a show in the Raleigh Poorhouse on the 3rd with Durham's Skylar Gadaz and Brooklyn's Brian Dunn. And then headed out to see some coasts with Mandolin Orange <laughs> in the in the January. Which coasts? We're starting in San Diego in L.A. And we're also playing in... Wisconsin, and we're playing in... I didn't realize there was a coast in Wisconsin. Dallas? Are you on There's one of the no lakes? There's a lot of lakes. There's like, I, I consider <laughs> a coast just like different parts of the the, world. the outer U.S. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. In Dallas? The coast in Dallas and just Texas. I get to play in Texas. Nice. That's fun. Are you concerned about playing songs that are questioning the merits of Texas? Oh, yeah. I have to. <laughs> I have to. I have to explain myself. Okay. Well, hopefully you don't get booed as the opener. That would be real awkward. I want to. <laughs> Not in a bad way, like I'm doing a bad job, but in a playful kind of, um, what's it called? A rapport yeah. kind of way. I'm not going to play the song first. <laughs> Just open with it. I'll bring out Emily and Andrew for that song and be like, I need your help with this crowd. They hate me. So if, if y'all don't know Kate's music, listen to it, but there's a song called The Only Pretty Thing in Texas. So... You know, there's a lot of people and things in Texas, so making a bold statement people might be offended by. Mm-hmm. But give it a chance. It was a statement based on one experience, and that's, I think... Well, that's just how as you Im- introduce it. it. That is, yeah. Like, this is I just had a purely one experience based, but it's my experience, and it's my only experience in Texas. And then, I would so? actually challenge the audiences, like, look, I had a shooting experience, I wrote this song, now you have to make my experience better, oh, yeah, that's better, what I was about so to say. I'll you come back like, and write a good song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want Texas to be a place where I've sold the or most Or at least be uninspiring merch. enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one. I bet that there are some people in Texas that would buy a shirt that say the only pretty thing in Texas. And it Ooh, would make like, some calls. Uh, yeah. It'll be like girls that are like, I'm the only pretty thing in Texas. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> if you make that happen, I would appreciate a cut um, from the t-shirt sales. <laughs> Rachel, can I do some stories? Apparently. <laughs> With that okay. voice is what I'm guessing. Oh, like. Absolutely. That's absolutely. And they would wear hoops, too. So you could fight them. Oh, my God. You can have a whole like outfit at your merch table. Yeah. All right. What's Change your email? <laughs> what's, your, what's your PayPal? We'll make it happen. Yay. Well, that's exciting. And so Thanks. you have the Poorhouse show here on the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll try and be out. I don't know. I have a child. I'm going to be in Texas, so I'm not committing to being there. But thanks for committing on my behalf almost. And te- you're going to be in Texas? Yeah. 
I will be the only pretty thing uh, in Texas. You're uh, both invited to my show. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> but, but the, We're going to come anyway. Yeah, yeah. We don't need an invite. Just, <laughs> We're just gonna oh, this up. is invite only. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, man. listeners. Just you can't come. Send Kate a DM on Instagram and say, I want to come to the show. If you're under 21, actually do that. Do you think you have any uh, under twenty one? I don't know. Experience? We don't. We don't card them. We do put market explicit <laughs> content. Yeah, it is. You said that for it. I heard it. Well, that's why we have the explicit <laughs> content marketing yeah. on our. So you can say whatever the podcast. fuck we want. And Good then, hang on, uh, Spencer. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, I want to say it. Yeah. Fuck. So Tim. <laughs> I think oh, we're ask, going downhill really We're going quick downhill, right but I have a quick question. So whenever okay. your album comes out on the 31st, where... Single. <sighs> single. <laughs> Just the one single yeah. to make the year-end charts. That's how you yeah. do it. So you oh. make the list. Best right, songs released in 2019. So when a uh, so right single expenses. comes out on the 31st, <laughs> yes. where can we listen to it? It'll be premiered on WUNC. Oh, cool. Fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. That's really great. Thanks. Very cool. Well, thanks for finally joining us. Thank you for having me. I've been begging them to be on this show for like a year. And we've been begging for you to schedule it (laughs) for like a year. Oh, damn. But now, put me... Yeah, y'all are going to fight for real. Yeah, I'm going to fight. But now that you've done it and you've had so much fun, you're going to come back again in 2023. I have to. Just like Libby said, it'll be great. I have to. Awesome. Cool. Do you guys have a sign-off? Not really. It's we'll your love. <laughs> Rachel can do sing the harmonies. Out, I can't. No, I can't do that. You can't just said you it. could sing the harmonies. <laughs> I said that I, but that doesn't mean I really can. It doesn't mean that I can to a level that anybody wants to listen to it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, thanks for listening, guys. You have to get on the karaoke thing that's not happened yet at the pin. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll so sing then, it together oh, at the pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Please. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Text me. Bye, right. guys. Bye. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I felt good about it.